0: Uh, Matthew chapter 13, uh, verse 44 through 46. Let me give you a minute to find it. Here, then, the Word of God. And this is Jesus giving a parable. This is is in a section of parables that Jesus is describing the kingdom. Sort of what to expect, what to look for when we think and talk, um, work together in ministry. And we think about the kingdom of God. So listen, uh, if you would, to these words from Jesus. He says, "The kingdom of heaven." Matthew says, "Heaven not, not, not the kingdom of God." He says, "The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field." When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy he went and he sold all that he had, and he bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. It's the word of God. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Lord, guide us this morning by your word, this special gathering of Roseland and faith. Guide us by your word and by your spirit, that when we come together, and word and your spirit and your people come together, that maybe we could see... Uh, little glimpses of your kingdom. Maybe we could even discover a little bit of that treasure. Uh, Maybe we could even discover uh, that pearl that is your kingdom of God, that is your kingdom. Uh, Maybe it's in these sort of interactions, worshiping together, sharing meals together, coming down to Roseland and working together, or us coming up here. Maybe in all this interaction, by the power of your Spirit, maybe we could have eyes to see your kingdom. We love you, we thank you, we praise you when you do these things in your son Jesus' name. God's people said, Amen. Amen. You could imagine a poor farmhand, a laborer working in the fields. And as he's working the fields, the ground is filled with rocks. He doesn't have a donkey or anything to pull the plow. He pulls the plow himself and he's pulling it through the hard soil. Dirt soil, full of rocks, and he's pulling it, and as he pulls it, the plow gets snagged and stuck in the hard dirt. He tries to pull through and push through, but he can't pull that plow. So finally he loosens it and sets it down and goes to look to see what it's stuck on. Maybe a root, maybe a boulder, maybe something in there. But he sees that the plow got stuck on what looks like a little box, just a little corner of the box out of the dirt. The worker kneels and kind of dusts it off. He struggles to to get it unhinged uh, out of the ground, but he tries to get it. He can't get it. He finally walks over to a tree, breaks a branch off, and starts to dig around that box in the ground uh, and is able to get some leverage uh, with that stick. And finally, he props that box free, dusts off the top. He lifts his chest. Imagine about this big out of the ground. Dusts it off finds something like a lever, and he opens that box, and to his great surprise, it's glowing with diamonds and gold. And he's ecstatic. He's excited. Uh, then he becomes self-aware and is filled with anxiety. He looks around. Is anybody watching? Can anybody see me? That I've found this great treasure. And so, uh, nervous about it, he goes back in that field of stone and sandy soil and he, he reburies it. Puts that treasure back in the ground. He finds a big rock that looks different than the rest. And sets that rock on top. He marks off 15 feet that way, 100 feet this way. He's got exactly knows where it is. And he runs home as fast as he can. Runs home. He gathers the little money that he has. And then he goes to his cousin who lives down the street. Hey, I need to borrow all the money you got. And he goes to his, his dad and he borrows money from him and he borrows money from his cousins and he sells the family house. The man has lost his mind. Why is he giving everything up to buy that little plot of land? Because that's what he was going to do. He needs that money so he can buy that little plot of land. Why the urgency, the family wonders. It's just a dusty plot of soil that you've worked on for years. Gosh, some years that plot of soil hasn't even produced a crop. Why the maniacal desperation for this little plot of land? Why all this work? Well, you know, it's because beneath that rocky soil, it's not just wheat and weeds growing up. They can't see it, but just below that dust, just below that dirt, there is buried treasure. You see, they don't see. What he sees. Jesus says the kingdom of God is like treasure hidden in a field. And maybe we're looking in the wrong spots. Maybe we're walking alongside of it. Maybe we're walking over top of it. Maybe we're looking to some far off future when things will be better. But maybe all along, this great treasure, the kingdom of God, is just beneath our feet we'll come back to that so my grandfather his name was Marvin Borma he died two years ago this May but a few years before he passed uh, we I picked him up from his house he lived in Palo Sites, Illinois picked him up and uh, got him a cup of coffee uh, dementia and Alzheimer's was already sort of setting in it would get pretty aggressive over the last two years but then he was still there was moments of lucidity and, and uh, clarity And so I picked him up, and I wanted to drive around the old neighborhood. He was from Roseland, and I wanted to drive around Roseland with him. So I picked up my grandpa, I got him a cup of coffee, and we drove down 111th Street uh, to Palmer Park. And he pointed out in the field over there, and he said, we used to play baseball right out there in that field. And if you hit the ball between this tree, and I don't know if it was the same tree, but this tree and this sign over there, well, that, that was a home run. Uh, you could take your time and just trot around the bases, because they were never going to get it. He pointed across the street to the campus of Gwendolyn Brooks College Prep School. He said, this was our high school. Sometimes after school, you walk down here, and we guys would wait for the girls to come out and try to talk to them. And he hit me and said, don't tell your grandma. (laughs) He shared more stories of he and his buddies getting into trouble. We drove down 111th Street to Michigan Avenue hung a left and headed south to Gately's, the people's store. He said this was busy, full of life, that old store. We, you'd go down there, you can go shopping, and you'd come down on Saturdays, and it would be full and bustling with people. We went by his old church, Second Christian Reformed Church, where both he and my grandma grew up and eventually got married, and we drove to the pump by the railroad tracks where they learned to swim, and finally we drove past the house where he and my grandma raised my mom and my aunts and my uncles, sitting next to me in my car, my grandpa, who was, again, beginning to lose the battle with dementia and Alzheimer's, said, this was a great home. This is a great neighborhood. This was a great place to grow up. Now there's a Bruce Springsteen song where a father and a son take the same kind of uh, road down memory lane, and the father puts his arm around the son. It's not my hometown. It's a different song, if you're thinking that. But... He says, son, you're lucky in this town. It's a beautiful place to be born. It just wraps its arms around you. Nobody crowds you. Nobody goes it alone. That was my grandfather's Roseland, an idyllic south side of Chicago community, a thriving, close-knit community neighborhood where everybody knew you and looked out for you. It just wrapped its arms around my grandfather and his family. Nobody crowded them. Nobody went it alone. Fast forward to today, drive down Michigan Avenue, and the Gately's People Store is boarded up. That old sign is hanging like ghost that can't be shooed away. Beautiful old churches have been changed over several times by every kind of denomination that has come and gone. That old house that my grandparents raised my mom and my aunts and uncles in. Sits on a block with five other boarded-up homes. This is not my grandfather's Roseland. Amen? Look, I don't want to pour salt on old wounds. And I'm really, I think, well aware that it's pretty off-putting for a person from a different era to come in and wag a finger and talk about people from a generation that's gone by. But the past is prologue. It helps us to heal as community and as the people of God. We don't reconcile as the people of God. We don't have the ability to learn from our mistakes and become some better version of ourselves, some better community, if we only look at the past with nostalgia and romance. Because if we look back at the Christian Reformed Church in Roseland, there were mistakes. And if we look back, there were fears. And if we look back, there were hurts, and if we look back, there are some areas that weren't so pretty. For as idyllic as that old neighborhood was in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, it wasn't that idyllic for everyone. If you were black and you just moved into Roseland back then, your experience was different. And for first-time homeowners who believed they were moving into a community that would thrive, it was not a neighborhood that wrapped its arms around them. It was a neighborhood that left rather quickly and fear and prejudice turned people against each other and a whole generation of people moved out of Roseland Roseland went from being 90 something percent white people of European descent to something like 97 percent African-American in just a matter of a decade that much change over and when a generation of people moved out of Roseland far south side of Chicago churches schools businesses they went to and it's as if Reverend Tony someone you used this term before, pulled the rug out from underneath the community. And so today, that old neighborhood looks a lot different. But that's not the end of the story. There was a group of people in 1976 that represented the Christian Reformed Church that looked and said, we can do better than this. The gospel calls us to be better than this. We we can do better. We made mistakes, we messed up, and we're called to do better. And they called a pastor from Patterson, New Jersey, Reverend Tony Van Zanten and his wife Donna Van Zanten. And they got to know people in the neighborhood. And they started to build relationships with people in the community. And they didn't just form relationships with people who lived in the community but they formed relationships with people who left the community and before too long some of the folks who moved in and some of the folks who moved out got to know each other maybe they had a potluck maybe they helped each other at Christian education committees maybe they worshiped together like this Uh, maybe they rehabbed a home together Uh, maybe Uh, They came along, there was a family, Sabrina Beecham and her family, their home was rehabbed. Maybe it was coming alongside of a family in need, but some of those folks who moved out, started new churches in the suburbs, came alongside of the folks who moved in. And they worked on projects, they worked on houses together. Our current director of ministries, Keisha Pleasant, her house was rehabbed by a church that worked. Um, There are families that are here today who live in homes that were rehabbed by folks that moved out and folks that moved in. Miss Betty Johnson, longtime RCRC member, lives in one of those houses. And these folks that didn't quite get each other came together, and they rehabbed homes. But it was more than drywall and paint. They weren't building houses. They were building community. Some of those folks who didn't understand each other, who dismissed each other, came alongside of each other, and they prayed for each other. Some of those folks who moved out saw that just because they left Roseland didn't mean that God left Roseland. They encouraged, and they prayed for, and they supported the old neighborhood that they lived in. And over 41 years, relationships, 43 years now, relationships have formed and been forged between some of these folks that moved out and the folks that moved in. Over 43 years, relationships have been formed between faith and Rosalind. And I know faith has a different history, but it's part of that same story. Real, gritty gospel relationships that have hurt along the way and misunderstanding, but real relationships where there's forgiveness and love. When these things came together, ministries emerged. There was a preschool and midnight ministries and a homeless shelter and a drop-in center and many more ministries through the years. That doesn't happen without these partnerships that happened along the way that were built along the way. It doesn't happen if Rosalind, if we're just there by ourselves. It doesn't happen if Rosalind and Faith aren't doing it together. Reverend Roger Nelson, pastor of Hope Christian Reformed Church in Oak Forest, former intern at Roseland Christian Ministries, college and seminary intern, he compared the ethos of Roseland Christian Ministries by way of Reverend Tony to that of a farmer. He said, like a farmer, you just work the land that's in front of you. Right? You don't get to change the soil. Maybe you do. I'm not a farmer. Um, But whatever the soil composition is, you just work the land. So if God gives you folks that have addictions, well, guess what? Then you work with folks who got addictions. If God gives you a gym full of kids, we work with that gym full of kids. You just work the land that's in front of you. If God gives you a community of people that moved out, another that moved in, that don't understand each other, Well, then you work with those folks that God has given you, and sometimes that land feels like it doesn't produce any crop at all. Sometimes it feels like, are things even getting better? Does this make a difference? But again, maybe we're looking in the wrong places. Maybe underneath our feet, working together, faith and Rosalind, maybe underneath our feet, these last 43 years, there there has been some hidden treasure the whole time. Frederick Buechner writes, Life, even as monotonous and backbreaking and heart numbing that it is, has the kingdom underneath it, buried in the way field has been a field has a treasure buried in it. Maybe underneath our feet has been the kingdom of God. And so Roseland doesn't look the way it used to. And there's hard, hard realities that people have to face every day, and the truth of the matter is we can rehab houses and feed folks and house people, but the cycle of poverty is more rapid than we can keep up with. Sometimes it feels like we're just treading water, and there's prejudices that we can spend a lifetime trying to uproot, but just beneath the dirt, just beneath the ground that we're plowing, there are still signs of God's kingdom. I was leaving out of Rosen Christian Ministries. This is Two years ago now but it could be a story from this week but i was leaving out a couple years ago walking um, to my car when a mom and her daughter mom's name was jasmine and her daughter had had garbage bags hefty garbage bags walking towards our building the mom carrying the big one the daughter who's probably the same age as my middle son uh, had a book bag and a small white garbage bag with clothes it was all the belongings that they had that they could carry with them and she said excuse me Excuse me, is this Rosen Christian Ministries? She said, I have nowhere to go, and I heard that you have a place for me here, for me and my daughter. Within an hour, our staff had got them into their own apartment upstairs in our facility. Just a few doors down from where her bedroom was, there was another mom, Danielle Brown, and her two sons, Larry and DeAndre. I don't think they're here today. Uh, they're They're still in our facility, though. But she stood up in church, and, and um, she's been through hard times, she lost a job, and she's, she's moved from a different shelter to here, she's out looking for work every day, but she stood in church and said, I just wanna say that I love it here. My sons are cared for and loved, they've been treated well, people show us the love of God, and my boys love the cadet program. And after that Sunday, there was a Pinewood Derby race, and her kids were uh, racing these Pinewood Derby cars, and they felt loved, And they, in turn, are loving as well. The Rosen community just wrapped its arms around him. Back to the passage, the worker in the field. So much has changed from the neighborhood. So much has changed. But if you tilt your head and you squint your eyes, you look beyond what our eyes are normally fixed to see, you will see in this plot of land stories like that. Uh, Families, homeless, that are loved and cared for. If you tilt your head and look beyond what our eyes are normally fixed to see in... This little plot of land called Roseland there are stories of heartbreaking community abandonment but in this land there are great stories of community reclamation and community reinvestment in this land there's stories of misunderstanding and there are stories of prejudice but in this little plot of land there are stories of trust shared meals community In this land, there's stories of white folks and black folks who don't really know how to work it out together, but in this land, there's stories of black folks and white folks worshiping together, serving each other, praying for each other, sharing meals together. In this land, there's stories of pain and poverty, but in this little plot of land, there's stories of the joy of gifts being used, developed, and families being restored. In this land, this little plot of land, there are stories of the grip of addiction but in this land there are stories of the addict being released from addiction and giving their life to jesus in this land there's stories of death and there are stories of decay but in this land there's stories of life and birth and renewal in this land we've all got some responsibility on our hands but in this land there's been forgiveness there's been grace and there's been hope in this land there's stories of people that don't understand each other but in this story this land of stories of folks that keep urging each other on and building something special and underneath all these stories underneath even these joint services together that we've been doing for a long time underneath this land it can look so blighted and sometimes feel so barren but underneath this what we do today hidden there is great treasure there's great treasure it's so great it's worth selling all you got and giving your life for. Look, I'm so glad, I'm so glad that in some mysterious working of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Faith Christian Reformed Church, Roseland Christian Reformed Church, that we've stumbled on this treasure together. Amen. Thanks be to God. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Lord, thank you uh, for the good news of your kingdom, that maybe we find the kingdom Maybe it's not that we find it. Maybe we stumble upon the kingdom and even the most unexpected of places. Uh, maybe it's a, a joint worship service. Maybe it's in the sharing of a meal together. But in this, God, in this interaction, uh, I pray that we would have eyes to see the great, great, great value of your kingdom. We love you. We thank you. We praise you. And we pray these things in your Son, Jesus' name. In God's people said, Amen. 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 Amen.